0: Money FM eighty nine point three, best of breakfast. Why it matters on Money FM eighty nine point three.
1: You're listening to Money FM eighty nine point three with Adrian Abraham and Lindley Fu. Time now for Why It Matters. The shift towards. Greener transport in Singapore is gaining momentum. New electric vehicles, charging points are slated to be installed in one-third of housing board car parks by the end of this year as the shift towards greener transport gathers pace.
0: That's correct. Transport Minister S. Iswaran said that some 2,000 EV charging points are set to be installed in more than 700 HDB car parks by the end of the year and five operators have been picked to deploy these EV charging points in a move to encourage greater, EV adoption by growing the charging network.
1: Yeah, and joining us on the line to tell us more is uh, Chi Kyung, who's the CEO at ChargePlus, which is a leading integrated EV charging solution provider for Singapore and Southeast Asia. Good morning. Good morning, Adrian and uh, Lin. Good
0: morning, Chi Kyung. Tell us about this new development to increase charging points across Singapore. What's involved in terms of implementation and costs?
2: Perhaps uh, let me uh, start off by mm-hmm. uh, saying a few words about uh, who ChargePlus is, mm-hmm. uh, or about We are a homegrown company. We were founded a few years ago uh, with the mission to catalyze the proliferation of electric mobility in Singapore as well as the region. And because of the EV boom, we have uh, grown rapidly to become a leading EV charging player, particularly for Singapore. And we think we are uniquely positioned because we have our own deficient innovations around our proprietary ultra-slim EV charger, and as well as uh, smart charging software. Uh, And we have brought that uh, all to bear uh, in terms of how we have uh, gone about to serve the likes of a HDB condominiums, fleet operators, commercial uh, premises, as well as uh, industrial buildings. Uh, I think to, to your earlier question, um, there's this chicken and egg conundrum that we have to recognize, uh, which comes first EV adoption or investments into EV charging infrastructure. And uh, clearly, the government. Uh, has been far-sighted to come to the conclusion that there has to be a systemic, coordinated approach in terms of encouraging investments into EV charging uh, assets in Singapore so that we can remove or at least reduce range anxiety for prospective EV buyers. And give them peace of mind that, hey, you know, you you won't be stranded. There's plenty of uh, EV chargers around the corner. You go ahead and buy your EVs, right? So there has always been a constant bugbear among prospective uh, EV buyers. Are there sufficient EV chargers around the corner? And the answer is yes. Uh, I think the government, together with uh, operators like Charge Plus, we are making a big effort to truly make uh, EV charging uh, pervasive. You get to see EV chargers in virtually every car park in Singapore.
1: Charge Plus operates in public housing estates, in Condominiums, commercial, and industrial buildings, and you also serve fleet operators. Talk us through some of the challenges associated uh, with the business of EV charging solutions. I think
2: for an EV charging company like uh, ourselves, uh, in the initial years, uh, we do have to spend a fair bit of effort to educate the landlords what the virtues of uh, you know EVs that EVs are actually coming in a very big way. It's safe to operate EV charging stations in car park premises, including basement car parks, etc., etc. So there there has to be a a long education process to make them comfortable that uh, this is the right move and that uh, EVs uh, in general are safe enough for for them to uh, take up seriously. Well, but the the good thing is that of late, I do not need to uh, spend much time to convince landlords, right? Because they can see for themselves that number one, the government is very committed Uh, and number two, Clearly, the adoption of EVs is on a steady rise. You see more and more electric vehicles on the road. And I think perceptions among landlords have changed. So therefore, the very challenge they are raising is actually easing by the month and by the year. That's heartening for a company like Church Plus.
0: Indeed, Chi the pace of EV adoption is picking up, with electric cars accounting for 11.8% of all new car registrations in 2022. How far do you expect that number to go up this year?
2: Lynn, that's a tricky question. Uh, mm. because to to answer your question is to know. <laughs> uh, the number of COEs that will be given up this year uh, mm. 2023 uh, and that's always uh, tricky for anyone to guess the car population in Singapore is controlled as you well know it's controlled through the COE system I'll turn it around to look at the penetration level of uh, EVs uh, as part of the uh, new car sales if you look deeper into the figures for 2022 uh, on a quarterly basis you can see a distinct trend that uh, through the four quarters is a steady rise in EV penetration as part of new car sales in the last quarter alone it's close to 20% nearly 1 out of 5 vehicles were bought in the last quarter of 2022 was electric now if you compare that with global EV markets that are hot say California we are actually on par with California we are higher than uh, a lot of European countries I mean, whether it's UK or Germany at, at nearly 20% so, so therefore that figure probably is the most important figure because to guess the number of EVs to guess the number of COEs to be given but the penetration level uh, in my view has gone past the threshold of a runaway because typically a lot of Uh, Experts will say that a 5% penetration level is that uh, threshold By which then there's a runaway situation in in Mm. the particular country And Singapore has crossed that
1: Yeah, Singapore's aim is for all vehicles to be cleaner energy vehicles by 2040 There are more than 6,500 electric cars on the road And nearly 10,000 EVs this after including other vehicle classes How will electrification contribute to lowering land transport carbon emissions?
2: Great question, uh, Adrian. And I would just uh, first say that unfortunately, there's a lot of misinformation on the web. So I think for someone to be looking into this matter in great detail, we have to go to reputable third party sources to really uh, study this uh, deeper. Now, if we take a step back on the net basis, and we have to recognize that electric vehicles are not zero emissions. They are zero emissions at the tailpipe, yes, but they still have to draw power from the national power system, uh, the national grid, the the power plants in the particular country. And obviously, in the case of Singapore uh, that comes from largely our uh, natural gas-fired power plants but after you take into account the emissions produced by our centralized power plants we are still talking about a net 50% reduction in carbon emissions that is sizable so every conventional vehicle that converts to electric vehicle we're talking about roughly 50% carbon emissions reduction and if you take into account the fact that the land transport sector accounts for roughly 15% 15% of our national emissions every vehicle that converts to to electric use 50% emissions reduction. On the national level, we can talk We can talk about a very sizable uh, you know, reduction uh, by uh, electrification of the whole land transport sector progressively uh, over time. And of course, uh, that 50% emissions reduction figure that I've given varies from country to country because power generation profile varies, right? And the heart of it all is that the internal combustion engine inherently is very energy inefficient, right? So when you convert to an uh, electric vehicle system uh, which is more energy efficient, and after you've, you've factored in the uh, emissions from power plants, we're still talking about sizable emissions reduction, right? So on the net basis, there's still a big uh, environmental uh, impact on the positive front.
0: Okay, adoption aside, Chi Kiong, the Singapore Motor Workshop Association recently said that only around 2% of automotive technicians in Singapore have received training on the safe handling of electric vehicles. So apart from charging points, what do you think we can do more of? To respond to this growing demand for EVs and to support that,
2: uh, I would uh, say that uh, the various government agencies are, in recognition of this uh, need, to upskill uh, many of the companies in the you know automotive sector, in the maintenance uh, sector. And if you look at uh, global studies that it's going to be a dislocation, a big disruption uh, in the way the automated sector will handle the vehicle's uh, maintenance you know, matters. But because at the heart of it all is that the electric vehicle is much simpler than the internal combustion engine vehicle. There mm. are a lot less moving parts and maintenance is a lot easier. Mm. So therefore, uh, studies have shown that the amount of work needed to maintain electric vehicle, and that's good news for an EV user like myself, by the way, because I spend less on maintenance, but uh, that also translates to lower revenues, lower Uh, amount of work for the overall maintenance uh, sector for automotives and therefore there needs to be uh, evolution, change uh, in skills and and to really prepare for that uh, reduction in volume of work. Number two, there's a lot uh, more focus on electrification, right? So therefore, uh, understanding how to handle battery systems, power systems, that is the big change from the traditional. So we we do see dislocations, disruptions coming our way, uh, but the government is aware of that the government is uh, making changes to uh, respond to those disruptions.
1: Yeah, Chi before we wrap this up, let's talk about the future of Charge Plus. What does the company have in mind for the future? What are some of the projects that uh, you're working on?
2: Well, I'll just say that Charge Plus is at a very exciting uh, juncture in our corporate life. We are uniquely positioned in the sense that uh, we are the only EV charging company operating in all the key markets in Southeast Asia. Today, we are already in, of course, Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, Vietnam, and uh, most recently, uh, Indonesia, and more to come, by the way. And one of our strategic plans and more details to be announced uh, in due course is to really build a EV charging highway from Singapore to Kuala Lumpur onwards to Bangkok and even to other parts of like, Indochina uh, so we, the plan is underway, we will find a, a, the right opportunity to uh, announce this, but I think the, the key message that I want to uh, give to your uh, you know, your listeners will be that you know, if you think that uh, driving an EV uh, up north into Malaysia is going to be a hassle, we want to remove the anxiety, we want to make it seamless. You can just use the EV charging app uh, for, from Charge Blast to activate EV chargers along the way to KL and beyond uh, conveniently. And I think that, that peace of mind is important because some of the EV drivers that we talk to are concerned about whether they can find uh, EV charges conveniently up north. And I think that challenge is progressively, and Charge Plus wants to contribute to that.
0: All right, thank you very much, Chi Kyung, for sharing your insights. We've been speaking to Go Chi Kyung, CEO at Charge Plus, a leading integrated EV charging solution provider for Singapore and Southeast Asia.
2: Thank you, Adrian really. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at
0: moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.